Good Neighbors is brought to you by the Where They May Radio Podcast Network. Visit wheretheymay.com to buy our merch and find our Patreon for exclusive bonus content from us and other shows broadcasting on Where They May Radio. Last time on Good Neighbors. The gang wants another citizen in on the truth. Knowing that doom is right around the corner, they take a moment to get in some final words. Also, there's a lobster king now. going to set some things up before we kind of talk about how the finale is kind of run okay. uh and if anybody of course has any uh misgivings about the sort of format here by all means let me know this you know it's a collaborative effort uh the very first thing is that uh let's saddle up the ally situation uh the bulwark is tries to call in uh what help they can but apparently all across america right now uh shit's on fire not literally uh, but things are not going so great, and they really just don't have the manpower to spare. They send a, a couple things that they can. They send uh, equipment. So I will say that uh, you can, if you don't already have it or have something to replace it, have uh, like a bulletproof vest. That's relatively easy for them to get, okay. which is a one armor subtle. Does it stack with the old-fashioned armor? I wouldn't say so. They're not meant to okay. operate in the same way. Then I'm just going to use the bulletproof vest. Okay. Uh, now, uh, additionally, they're also able to, because there's like 30 or so loose train apprentices in the bulwark right now uh, that they can equip with the same thing, so they'll be uh, okay. And uh, I will say that Chuck, in this time, because Chuck hasn't been as active in the narrative for a little while now, uh, has taken to uh, getting them kind of up to speed at least a little bit so that they aren't, like, utterly useless in combat later. But aside from that, who are we bringing? Uh, the devils, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd think the devils would be game to, to come. Uh, in addition to who you request, uh, Rashida plans to come. She said she will oh. with a very grim understanding of Cassius might die. Gert might die. There needs to be a psychic on the team to like stop the, the mutagenic mass. Uh, I'm going to tell Chalamet to keep track of his niece. He intends to. It, this is a, a thing that also he's clearly having difficulty with because, you know, putting a kid in danger, but at the same time, she's also kind of correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm specifically going to have Lewis on a on a uh, microphone hooked up to the main team. That way there's somebody who's able to be like, Mega Man, Mega Man, if you press Y, you can shoot the Chupacabra. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
Okay, sure. Uh, of course, uh, the gang is outfitted with a set of like radios. Uh, as we know that there is one radio frequency that is able to pass through like the weird magical mm-hmm. bullshit. Yep. Uh, is it possible to have Lewis hooked up to uh, somebody in Team B as well? That way there's communication between... Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I've got a wild card play that I could throw out, but it might oh, no. make Lee even more mad, but maybe not. Do it. <laughs> Uh, say it. So I want to use Rashida's phone to call the mayor. Why? Or not Rashida's. Uh, 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 Carlos. Sorry. Okay. So back in the Baron's place, I got a ton of photos on the oh, Baron yeah. on Carlos' uh, phone of blackmail material for people in high positions in the town. And you said oh. I could get a plus one if I tried to manipulate them. So. Yeah. My plan is to use Carla's phone and basically claim to be Carla and use that to blackmail the mayor into setting up a perimeter around Tupelo so that if anything comes out before dawn, hopefully we have a last-ditch effort to stop it before it gets to town. Okay. I, I would like that. Ha- I would, like, bring this up to the group before just, like, calling them on the phone. So if any of you have any quandaries or anything, I'm not just going to go be like, ha ha, fuck you and go do it on my, and mean, go in the corner. I almost think that it's funnier if Cassius doesn't check with everyone, but like. Straight after his solo combo with the Lobster King just goes immediately, I, I'm soloing this mission. I think, I think at this point, uh, Beck is kind of just like, yeah, sure. Fine. Why not? Why not have this happen? Fuck it. Go for it. I don't care. Dude, I don't care. I don't even do it. Who cares? And it's just like guzzling Gatorade and walking in circles. <laughs> just kind of the jitters. Dana puts her hands on your shoulders. Like, Calm down. It's okay. He's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing a lot of no's. So I'm going to take that. I think it's okay. a great idea. Do you think yes. if we kidnap his relatives, it'll give us another plus one? <laughs> Probably. You be Do you quiet. Know where they live? We've never once mentioned the mayor in this entire campaign. So. Roll me manipulated person. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, that is a seven plus three charm is ten plus one is eleven. Lovely. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I don't want to ask you what's on the blackmail material, so I'm just going to say that, oh, they're scared, uh, and they agree to do it. They'll set up a police perimeter uh, on the understanding that something uh, dangerous might be on the other side of it, or they're, like, waiting to arrest somebody. Mm-hmm. But the police have been a little bit thinned out because they were yeah, attacked yeah, on the police headquarters for sure, not too long. For sure. Police station. I got you. So, not perfect, but something. Yeah. Um, am I also able to sort of at least imply that Carla is... The one making the call? Yeah, sure. Since it's like from her phone with her mm-hmm. caller ID. Word. And thank you, Miss the Mayor. <laughs> Click. Okay. Or Mrs. Mayor. I don't know. I don't know the politics of this. I am almost certain that we have named the mayor once. There's have also we? there's also a mascot that's an alligator on a skateboard that we never talked about. That we, we Skatergator. We, we never talked about Skatergator, and that is the most upsetting thing. And we 
begged Lee to put it in there. And then they were like, oh, fine, I acquiesced. And we never talked about it. Poor Skater Gator. I rely very much on everyone here's short-term memory. <laughs> Truly a missed opportunity. Oh, Skater Gator. So anyway. Can we call Skater Gator as an no. ally for this? What, what allies do you gather? Skater Gator. The only allies that, that Beck really has connections to are the Bulwark, and they're already ready to die. So who else do we got? To be honest, I figure if anyone were to be in the Skater Gator mascot costume, it would probably be Lewis. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. They are a radical team that does kickflips at What's, 23. Uh, I don't have any allies. <laughs> let's get Jude Keaton in here just to make things confusing again. Yeah. <laughs> That poor boy. <laughs> he got out clean in the end, right? Let's bring a Ray back in. <laughs> let's traumatize this child again. Uh, let's tell Jude's parents that they owe us one and make them fight. A- His mom kidding. is part of the bulwark now. Oh, oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, That's there's that. Great. I mean, is there anyone else? Well, I feel like that's most of the people that we've kind of interacted with throughout our time, no? Yeah, fair enough. Let's get Gyllenhaal here. Let's have him fight for us. It's Gyllenhaal. Can, can I mean, we, all we just, could, could I release go? the Hodag. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> He'll, the Hodag, uh, will contractually, will do this. They will fight the Chupacabra yeah. for you as long as they get to be in charge of all the monsters in, in the region. The Hodag don't got demon fucking contracts. No, but it wants to get out so bad it was willing to tell the truth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm saying we could turn, huh? If we wanted to. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this isn't the finale. We've no, that, that, that risks Rashida. Um, yeah. True. Okay. Uh, could I just do a little beep, boop, boop, beep, beep? And then we could all be like quiet for like five seconds so we can get a sound bite of Jake Gyllenhaal being like, oh, sorry, I, I can't come. I'm busy filming Spooderman. And we don't cut anything. That's the exact clip we use. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So uh, the way that I want this to go, because we just did like a pretty long fight scene that I feel like just immediately jumping into another one isn't as valuable Sure. here. Before things kind of settle up, uh, we see everyone at Flint's shed. It has been organized because uh, none of the people who have been staying there want to live in that mess. Uh, and uh, they ask you, okay, everybody, what's the plan? And the way that we're going to do these camera shots here is we're going to go scene by scene uh, with the idea that uh, moment to moment, somewhere along the line, this falls into the good neighbor's plan. Uh, so we'll be we'll be in the scene in the in the combat with the chupacabra. Whenever anyone's stuck on something or when a new threat arises, uh, well, the camera cuts back to the table where everyone's discussing. Well, what should we do? Re- what should we do when that happens? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a heist movie almost, where knowing the the beacon's plan, knowing what uh, special powers you have available to you, uh, and having like a couple super geniuses on the team, uh, how you can roughly guess to some degree how this might go and so when new threats arise we we you know either talk about it or we we see it out and when things get rough we come back to the table we we talk about how it got solved or how it's 
going to be solved, we play it out, and so on and so forth. Uh, and I want every ally here to feel valuable, because sometimes we bring all the allies into a fight, and we just kind of loosely know that they're helping out, but never really fully establish it. So what I'm going to do here is during the scenes where we're in, in the place, we are in the fight, we are in the, the running the gauntlet, I will introduce a complication, uh, and it will be one of your jobs to tell me how either A, a single ally like uh, Emmett or Lewis or someone creates an opening that you can then use to like solve the problem, or if it's a full-ass team, how they solve the problem. And you can decide this as a team. You should narratively describe how it works as a team. Do, of course, what is available under their power. Lewis cannot fly. Uh, uh, the bulwark uh, can't kill an angel on their own. Uh, that, that sort of thing. But otherwise, I trust you guys to, to put together some kind of novel, interesting uh, solutions to these problems. And, uh, uh, you know, weave them in and out with your own characters' uh, responses and, and such. Does that, does that all make sense? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Okay. And if any of that is unclear, uh, Bob Iamis, please ask questions. I will, I will make it you know as clear as I can. And by, I think, the final, final bit, we will probably have mastered it because it'll be pretty obvious when we'll have done it a couple times. And we should be okay. Does anyone have any questions as of right now? Are we using this uh, heist movie style for like the entire Chupacabra fight? At the very least, for the Chupacabra fight overall. Okay. Uh, and then... I, I intend that for that to immediately follow into the very end of the story. Okay. So it's the... the Chupacabra fight, and then it's using a psychic to hack into the mass. Effectively, uh, okay. in, in addition to like dealing with the beacon and all that, like the sort of chaos that will ensue is will be uh, will have a backbone, which is to say, the good neighbor's plan that we will return to repeatedly, because okay. it should feel like at any given moment. The good neighbors are making the smartest possible decision because they had time to think about it beforehand. And because they've thought about it, they can improvise better and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I just say, you said Emmett, and for a second, my brain was like, who the fuck is Emmett? Same. <laughs> we and always call like, him oh, Chalamet, Chalamet. Or Emmett Garcia. Like, it's always, it's either the full, like, name or I just was like, Emmett. Yeah, I feel like an asshole for a minute because I was like, who the fuck is Emmett? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to name drop every single NPC we've had. In a very quick succession throughout this. Leo, get out of the swamp. It's the train man. <laughs> yeah. Just that train guy. Who I don't think we've ever named. No. Put on clothes, you two. I, I'm glad your love is blossoming. But... Oh, yeah. I forgot we did that to them. Or for them. All right. So. Uh, I'm going to start us off at the sort of the entrance to the swamp where this whole thing is going to kind of kick off. The swamp looks engorged. It is swollen with thick water. Its branches are leaking uh, all over the place. Moss grows in piles and and uh, terrible, like, like, just overgrowth. Except a very obvious but very wide pathway where the branches and roots all lay flat, and almost flat, weaving over one each other, forming what looks like a very, very tightly knit bridge. The wood is still sopping wet. Uh, bark has cracked off it. There's moss growing on it. Uh, but to step on it, you can hear the mud right beneath it. 
uh, but somehow has grown into a very clear, almost tunnel, because the canopy overhead isn't allowing any moonlight through. This, like, yawning abyss through which fog is emitting greets you. It's a very obvious, if this were a video game, that's the place you go to die. And everyone else is looking at this Silent Hill-ass shit and is giving each other sort of the nervous eyes before they go in. Who says something to steal their nerves? Because it's a very real chance someone freaks out right now and gives up. <laughs> All right, fine. Y'all There's looking... A, oh, from a bunch of other people <laughs> thought they were going to have to do it. You're all looking nervous, and I can understand that. Some of us have been at this for quite a while now, and some of you are new at this. But you're all from the same place. You're all from Constance. It's honestly, the only place in the past 40 years I've been able to call home. So he's over 40. Got it. It's... It's alright to be scared. Hell, I'm scared. I... And I know what happens next, and I'm scared. You don't. It's understandable to be scared. But courage isn't about not being scared. Courage is about knowing that you've got... Husbands, wives, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, people you care about. People you love back home, and as scared as you are, picking up that crowbar or that sword or that shield and going out there and making sure the individual you love is safe, even though you're scared. So go ahead, be scared. But know that as scared as you are, you're brave because the people back home don't have to carry the weight you do. There is a quick succession of people taking out like their phones or pictures out of their wallets. They give them kisses. They send a little text of I love you. And they put their things in their pocket. And they ready their weapons. A couple of members of the bureau are on like quads, like they brought like to kind of help ferry people from zone to zone. Uh, but it's only like three of them, so they're not they don't have a whole lot to go off of here. Uh, the bulwark they're just traveling as a group, but they're all pretty uh, well fit, so they plan to run a lot of the, the zones here. As you take your first steps into this yawning abyss, this great creek. Slow, moaning creak echoes out into the woods. Hard to tell how far it can reach, and the fog makes it hard to see that much further than, I don't know, a couple dozen feet away at most. But you hear birds leave the, uh, the trees, rattled by the great yawn. And you take your first steps. It takes a little while. There is, again, these, these, you know, crunching footsteps as you walk in this natural bridge. And not a lot happens. 
Nothing jumps out at you. It's quiet. Really quiet. What do you do? It's you, your teams, alone in the woods. A fog surrounding you. You're cut off from the world now. Maybe read a bad situation. Seems good. Roll it. I got a seven. And uh, my question is, what's my best way in? What's your best way in? To do yeah. what? To, I guess, like, find the chupacabras and the beacon. Pick one. Okay. Uh, to find the beacon? You know full well that the Great Tubular doesn't look like this on any given day. They prepared it. You know that they have greater power in the swamp than anywhere else. So, they want you to walk along this path. If you just keep going the way you're going, you'll, you'll meet them, and they'll be happy to see you. I don't, there's no, no big secret there. There's not actually a hidden way here. Best way in to go find them straight. Anyone else? That's the question, though. Do we want to go straight for him or do we want to try to take him at a different angle? Can we? I think maybe we've cut back to the planning scene. All right, we uh, the the camera flips, and we find ourselves just sitting at the table. It's like two, you know, those plastic fold-out tables, which extends out of the shed, so Jen, so so June can sit with you guys. Nice. All right, so back. Uh, where where do you think the uh, the the beacon are? Are they going to roll out a red carpet for us? Is it going to be a weird trap? What What are we looking at here? Uh, I mean, they're definitely going to be deep within the swamp, right? Uh, my concern is that they would set up, like, traps or magics to get us sort of lost in the swamp or separated, you know? All right. It, we could also end up exhausting ourselves if they get us, you know, like, walking for, like, miles and miles in the swamp until we find them. Here's my question. Would that be on the uh, main hiker's trail into the swamp for, like, the tourists, or would that be a, a, a side path? Probably a side path, you think. All right. If, if the beacon's going to be setting up traps on the side paths and stuff, then why don't we march right up to the front door, spear in hand, and just stab the first thing we see? Okay. Let go for the obvious entrance. Yeah, if they're gonna be trapping all the side paths and stuff. Alright then. Sounds like we're going hog wild. Table flips. There is a, a, a nod of agreement that going up the main path is the way to go. Uh, no no side moves. Uh, as you start making your way forward, you hear the very first 
way back. Like the, from the way you came. Does it sound like the chupacabra? Or does it sound like what the beacon have sounded like in their mouth? Uh, like the chupacabra, much closer to that. Cool. It sounds more like guttural and nasty than like intentionally there to scare. Mm-hmm. And it is dark at this point, correct? Yep, yeah. You got a couple hours till daylight. Gotcha. We could, I guess we send everyone else forward, like, because they're going to go start fighting the beacon while we handle the chupacabra, right? That was the original plan, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we maybe have those UV lamps, like, mounted on those quads? Yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. And then, like, we also have X torch question mark? Oh, yeah. Do you want the torch? Me? Yeah. I've only got one hand, and I already have oh, that's a gun true. and a doll. And don't the, don't worry. I've got uh, uh, this golden sweatshirt that I found. I, I think that... Can Beck light her sword on fire and then just hand the torch off to somebody else? Nope. Oh. It's, if you have it, it does it. Gotcha. Okay. I will say these jorts have gotten more comfortable the more I've worn them. Cassius, how have you not changed in the past however many ambiguous hours? I haven't been back to Data's place, and it's all all you got are dungarees and jorts. I don't we've established this. We've passed by three kids' gaps on the way here. In the background. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we've sent everyone else ahead, correct? Yeah, yeah, there's, a, you know, shots of, move, move! Mm-hmm. Uh, as the uh, the quads take off, people sitting on the back of them, uh, and uh, the bulwark can, is just jogging. That's, they're really fit. Can I try to use sensitive to connect to this chupacabra in order to try to discern if it's the mother or a child? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a three, so... Woof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like that was kind of an ideal time here. You're going to uh, use uh, luck there, Cassius? I only have two luck before I'm fully doomed, so I'm mm. going to try to see if I need those later. Okay. So, uh, when whenever a complication is introduced, what I want you to do is you tell me what ally can... You know, either create an opening, or if it's like a full team, how do they solve it all together? Uh, the complication will create a hazard for you, uh, unless it is resolved, uh, of course, in the middle of this fight. So, first thing is when the quads and, and people start running, you hear a snap. As the chupacabra is racing away from the other direction, you hear a snap behind you. And we close in on uh, the trees around you. And we see like oddly colorful pieces of plastic. And all of a sudden we hear and fireworks rocket out from the trees at you guys. It looked like they were about to start exploding and, and making a bunch of noise and lights and you will be caught in smoke, blinding red lights. Uh, it'd be difficult to breathe, to see, to hear be deafened by these when the chupacabra arrives, which will be any second now. So, unless you would like to solve it yourselves, uh, what ally either creates an opening or 
what team solves this for you or saves you guys from having to deal with it. Could, uh, as they're making their getaway, could Chuck Hayes use like wind magic or something to like push the fireworks or bar the fireworks from us? Is that what everyone like to do? It... That's fine with me. Yeah, he's done wind magic before. That feels fitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then uh, their use is expended. They can't help anymore for this encounter. Uh, as we see, this great gust of wind creates this tunnel uh, that covers over you guys. Your hair and your clothes start to like whip sideways uh, as this one quick defensive move throws a lot of this uh, in an- another direction. I would say that the uh, uh, the loudness of it is not dispelled, however, uh, and it's extremely difficult to talk to each other uh, while you guys are doing this because your ears are ringing quite terribly. Okay. As uh, uh, we remember that the the beacon are also just normal guys outside of here, and they have no reason to only use old timey shit to to mess with you. So they just pack the, the woods with fireworks. Okay. Who's up first? You know that you don't need to see the Chupacabra to know that it's here. And you won't see it before it strikes someone. Do we know for sure how many Chupacabra there are? You know, at least there's a mother. One of its kids, it's dead. There's at least one more. Is this a droid control ship situation where if we kill the mom, they're all dead? Nope. Alright. But the kid is obviously much easier to capture and kill. I'll, I'll grab this some bitch. Uh, June will uh, run forward and uh, try and kick some ass on this thing. Okay, go ahead. You, knowing it's about to show up, get into a defensive position, prepared to fight. And being in front of everybody, it's just going to go towards the very first thing that is available. That'll be... Nine. Nine. Okay. Does uh, anyone want to probably help out? Yeah. Bring that up to All a right. ten. I'll power of the heart that. Perfect. What do you do to help? Uh, I think uh, Cassius realizing that like he's like got a headache and can't quite get a lock on the Chupacabra instead sort of focuses on trying to open June's senses a little bit more so that they're uh, able to perceive a little bit faster and uh, when the Chupacabra comes. I love it. Uh, June, you get a quick psychic sense, bringing you up to a 10. Choose an extra. Uh, you gain the advantage. Give plus one forward. Give plus one forward to another hunter. Uh, you inflict terrible harm. You suffer less harm. You force them where you want them. I'd like to force it where I want it. Which is where? Uh, I think as I run forward and Cassius opens up my eyes a little bit, uh, I see it kind of like darting through the trees and I reach out with my tendrils like dock out and I wrap around it and I slam it into a tree and I have it pinned against a tree and uh, I do a life drain. Uh, okay, and how much harm do you do? Uh, just one, but it ignores armor. Okay, great. And uh, I get one, uh, one health back. Perfect. Uh, you'll need it. Uh, so it'll, oh. you can do that retroactively. Uh, as uh, uh, the creature, unable to get to anyone else to this very, very moment, will only hit you. Mm -hmm. So, June, you take five harm. As this thing 
digs its claws through your chest, or not through your chest, through your uh, your tendrils. Uh, your tendrils have the, uh, I think, a closer tag, so it's still close enough to you that it can reach, like, where arteries and shit are in your, your form. And it is nasty. We see it for the first time, the mom, fully uh, alive, awake, and pissed to be here. Flint, roll me act under pressure real quick. Uh, as it starts to snarl and whip its jaws around uh, and get its nasty hands into you. Ow, act under pressure. Uh, act under pressure. Cool. It's, it's normally cool, but for me, it's sharp. Ooh. Uh, I forget you had one, because this is your chosen uh, enemy. In that case, it goes up from a plus three, plus four, uh, 12. Very nice. Uh, you steal yourself. The world flashes back to just a brief second to outside your, your your mansion at the pool where this thing looks you in the eye for the first time and stabbed you in the chest. And it flips back, and it's gone. And Cassius, you see little blips of blue light start to appear all around in the trees. Just little plates. And June... This thing is trying to get its jaws to your face. It is an inch or two away. The the tentacles will not hold. This thing is way too strong. You have a second, maybe. If someone uh, doesn't do something right now, you're gonna- I would it. like to protect someone. Go for it. Oh, you succeed, and right. Uh, never again, never again. Uh, never again. I, I got some uh, yeah. bad news, y'all. I have been misreading Immortal. I don't reduce all harm to one. I reduce all harm by one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Whoops. Well, good news, at least. Uh, uh, you get. You also have the armor that provided by the the, uh, the beacon that it doesn't go through. So effectively, Bullard. you would take three instead mm-hmm. of five. But still, it's bad. Drained one back, right? Yeah. So, so pretty, pretty okay. Pretty decent turnaround yeah. there. In in general, just for like keeping track of health, do the chupacabras attacks uh, avoid like armor? Or... They do not. Okay, they're just really really high numbers. And the chupacabra would be really is. Funny if, if Lee gave us all armor, just that would be extremely mean of me. And the chupacabra is resistant to magic, right? It, it yeah. Whenever you use magic on it, it always has the the effect is weakened glitch. No matter how good you did it. Okay. Uh, and also is very, very good at getting out of restraints. Uh, so there's not a lot you can do to keep in place without putting all the shit together. Flints. Choose an extra. You cannot choose. You suffer little harm. So all impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy or you hold the enemy back. Uh, I would like to inflict harm on the enemy as Flint's eyes kind of go wide seeing it, uh, seeing it and remembering it stab Flint. Mm-hmm. Flint's just walking towards it with the spear. Ugh. I'm gonna stab you right back, old girl. I'm gonna show you exactly why you don't fuck with my family. <laughs> and I will inflict harm with my goddamn spear. It looks like a meteor strike when the spear goes through chest. Uh, you do your three harm. It whips around over and over again uh, in, in pain here. 
as uh, it tries to claw against you, and it successfully does. Uh, as we, we cannot choose less harm, it must hurt you. Uh, but I will say that it will do less than normal uh, because it is being restrained in part by June. But it will get out of that in but a moment. Flynn, I can't keep it here for long, buddy. Uh, it, as you hold this arm just just enough, it can't get a full proper swing out. Uh, and Flint, you only take three this time uh, as uh, June's restrained its arm from getting a, a good smack on you. Uh, immediately spitting out blood and bile as I'm brought back up to six harm, staring this thing in the eyes. Oh, you're coming down with me, old girl. You're coming right to hell with me. Where they may, radio.